I didn't even have to watch this one, to be honest. I, I did for the integrity of the podcast. Yeah, but you've seen it? Man, I've seen this movie so many times. Huh. I've seen this movie at least 10 times. Wow. Yeah. Good for it's, you. <laughs> it's kind of a staple. It's kind of a staple at yeah. our place. Welcome to VCR, a vintage cinema rewind. We're bringing old movies to new viewers. Yes, we are. I'm Jason. <laughs> you stumbled Sorry. through that one. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you forget who you were? Yeah, for a second there. <laughs> are we going to redo it? No, nah, that's good no? enough. All right. We don't got time no, for that. I had something to add, though. Oh, okay. Well, add it now. All right. I'm, I'm going to clip it really awkward. And this week, we're exploring our romantic side with each other, separately, but also together, and with all of you. Separately, but also together? Yeah, but se- like... Mostly separately. Mostly separately, but we're doing it together, right? Our romantic side. Wait, what are we doing together? We might end up um, going speed walking unironically. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Those were some great speed walking oh, shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were all, like, <laughs> hips right into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, that must be like a New York thing. Yeah, or an 80s thing. Or an 80s yeah, thing, yeah, 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 for sure. I can picture that. Remember that really hairy guy with, like, the hair coming out, and he would do, like, that yoga stuff? Like, yeah, on, yeah. Please. Is it Bob Ross? No. No, it's not Bob Ross. <laughs> Something else guy. Ross. Is it? I think so. All right, this is show notes for next week, then. All right. Let's, <laughs> We're going to figure this out. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's <laughs> let's actually get into this. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, we're talking 80s this week. The 1989 smash hit, When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally is an imperfect love story that spans 12 years. It's exploring the concept of if men and women can be friends. It's very character-based and dialogue-driven. We see a fresh perspective for the time on the classic rom-com format. We're following Harry and Sally through a lens of realism instead of pure romanticism that is very charming and relatable. Yeah, and this is a classic rom-com pure, like... A lot of the movies that come later, and I've got a few examples, um, borrow a lot of the DNA and tropes of this film. Yeah, um, and and this was this was very fresh at the time yeah. because everything pre when Harry met Sally was just so romantic, just like love yeah. at first sight. Everything was perfect. There was just like one little blip throughout the. The um yeah the, like that drama in the second act that is like oh are they gonna get together and not together in the yeah, third yeah. act whereas, whereas this is so relatable to so many people and it was just so new at the time and now when you're, we're watching like almost any rom com since mm-hmm. it pulls a lot from this yeah and that says a lot about the film and yeah, very impactful yeah. yeah yeah for sure I'm very excited to talk about the legacy bits a little bit later. Yeah, I think you nailed it with the plot. So let's move into characters and people you may know. First, we got to start with obviously Harry and Sally. Harry is played by Billy Crystal. And you may know Billy Crystal from a lot of older movies, to be honest. He was the old kind of mad scientist guy in The Princess Bride with yeah. a ton of makeup. You wouldn't actually know it was him. Yeah, you can't recognize him, but he. he... His comedy is, like, so there in that. Yeah, yeah. Also, in City Slickers and Analyze This, more recently, he voiced Mike Wazowski in Monsters, Inc. Oh, no way. Yeah, so that's where that voice is that you're going to know him. Yeah, yeah. 
And the character Harry is a very interesting character. He's a very pessim- pessimistic, depressed kind of individual, but he has so much great comedy and yeah. self-depreciating humor. Yeah. Um, self-deprecating, yeah. Yeah, self Sorry, so much self-deprecating humor. There you go. Depreciating. <laughs> Depreciate <laughs> Slowly, <over> time. yeah. <laughs> Slowly over time. <laughs> yeah, it gets less good. <laughs> no, but from start to finish, Billy Crystal was meant for this role. And I'm going to talk a little bit about effects and filming because there's kind of actually some interesting stories about how this film came to be and mm. his uh, involvement in that a little bit later. Yeah, he seemed very natural, like just perfect for the role. And yeah. it, that's what like the character development and the things that the actress actors brought to the roles really solidified the performance. Yeah. That's really what drives home the, how important this movie is or how, how relevant it will always be is because of the chemistry that Billy Crystal and Mag Ryan have with each other on film together. And so that brings us to Mag Ryan next who plays Sally. Yeah. So coming from the, uh, designer of her clothing the the clothing designer if you will mm-hmm. of her character and um so she's a strong person with lots of individuality um she's chic but sensible she's and she's the worst kind she's high maintenance but she thinks she's low maintenance yes yes <laughs> and that's a quote from the movie and um it was she was shocked to hear that but yeah, yeah it she really is in a certain sense. I would say both Harry and Sally are to a certain degree, a um, character trope of men and women at the beginning Yeah, and how they clash. And I think they were kind of taking that from like the classic romantic styled movie Mm -hmm. and the growth that we see over this 12 year period in each of them and um, how they view each other, how they view the world, how they view men and women, women really uh grows so she's the classic leading lady yeah and and she's a really great leading lady too like her her acting's fantastic i i really enjoy meg right and i think a lot of other people share that same sentiment you may know her from other romantic films from the 90s like sleepless in seattle and you've got mail i think we have to watch sleepless in seattle at some point i just did did you yeah with annabelle how do you like it it was really good. Um, I love Tom Hanks in it, yeah. and uh, I that was my first Meg Ryan movie. Really? And then after watching this movie with Annabelle recently, she was like, so you actually kind of like Meg Ryan movies. I was like, what are Meg Ryan movies? Because <laughs> I didn't really, like, I, I thought it was like, oh, you like Hallmark movies. Right. But Meg Ryan is the actress that, uh, she was just so classic at that time for this type of movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, the... She was the rom-coms of the late 80s and early 90s, for sure. Um, and her hair was just on point for that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I I imagine she probably also started trends just as much as oh, she followed them with yeah, her hairstyles. Yeah, definitely, styles. definitely. And they changed over time as well with yeah, their movies. So. Yeah. The last actor that I want to talk about is... Actually, there's two actors that I'd love to talk about. Carrie Fisher next we have to talk about yeah, as Marie, definitely. Uh, Meg Ryan, Sally's best friend throughout the film. Even she has some really great lines. Like there's oh, whole, yeah. this whole running joke about how she's secretly dating a married man and how and how she knows that he is never going to yeah. leave her his wife. 
and and everybody is just so exhausted from telling her that over and over again but she still yeah. holds on to this little grain of hope yeah and then she pulls all these like little um tricky pranked not pranks but little tricks to see if he will notice that she wants mm-hmm. him to leave his wife and he just has no idea yeah just completely clueless yeah Oh yeah. The- so she she's the classic best friend of the leading lady who provides quite a bit of comedic relief. I didn't fully recognize her right away. Yeah, she does look quite a bit different from Princess Leia. Of course, uh, from yeah. The 70s. Like I mean yeah. this is 10 years after those yeah. movies, right? So she she had a rough life after Star Wars as well, so yeah. that probably aged her maybe a little bit more than you were expecting. Her hair is yeah. very different too. And just and the bob yeah, from. the hair and the makeup of that time kind of aged her up or yeah. they did for the movie. But like at the end she looked much younger because <laughs> Because I think she was finally like achieving, Happy. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a so, great little so, like. Yeah, that was... might have been a um, a purposeful thing, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's a great little uh, thing you noticed there for sure. Well, I don't even think we have to say who Carrie Fisher is at this point. She's obviously from Star Wars. Literally everybody knows yeah. who Carrie yeah. Fisher is. Uh, we don't need to go any further into that. But <laughs> it's kind of cool that she's there. She, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a different role than maybe you're used to seeing Carrie Fisher in. Yeah. The last actor that I want to talk about, this is actually kind of random. I always do deep dives and see who's in the film and maybe where we may know them from. You probably don't know her, but the woman at the restaurant who says the most famous line in the entire movie, I'll have what she's having, is actually Rob Reiner, the director's mom. Oh, no way. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, really cool. It's one of the most famous lines in all of film. Yeah, as that clip or as that scene happened, mm-hmm. I was like, "Did was this the first time that this was like made into a saying, yeah. or was this copying someone else?" Yeah, to find out that this was the first time because everybody's heard that line. There's a lot of not only like sayings but ideas that come out of this film. This is like the Matrix a little bit in terms of having real cultural impact. Yeah, yeah, like the the tonal shift of movies going forward that are in that genre. Yeah, and and not only that, but like real life sayings, a lot of them come from this, like the high maintenance, low maintenance was popularized by When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. So, uh, So yeah, really cool. I actually ended up after that diving into the Reiner's family and they're all comedians. Every single one of them huh. is comedians in directing comedy stand-up. Oh. Like Rob Reiner's dad was a stand-up comedian. Oh, no so, way. Really huh. cool. Yeah. yeah. So moving then into Rob Reiner, obviously the director, he actually was in Wolf of Wall Street, believe it or not. Yeah, I uh, saw that. I thought he directed it. I just saw it quickly, but he yeah. was in it? No, he was Max Belfort. He's uh, Jordan Belfort's dad in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, really neat. Uh, he doesn't do a whole lot of... Uh, I think he does a little bit more acting now. He's kind of retired from directing, mm. but he's an in- extremely important director of the eighties and nineties. He was the one who directed stand by me, the princess bride, and then Harry met Sally. And after that misery and a few good men, like think about that. That's five crazy like, good movies. Almost cult classics. Like some of them are. Yeah. Most of them yeah, are yeah. like misery. Spinal tap as well. Yeah. Spinal tap. This is spinal tap. I haven't seen spinal tap yet, but I really, really want to. That might be something we have to talk about a little yeah, bit on the side. Yeah. I'd like to watch that at some point. I'm down. Just to bring something in uh, more recent, has directed a bunch of TV shows, like episodes, mm-hmm. like New Girl. Honestly, one of my favorite directors for the five films in the order that we talked about, yeah. Stand By Me has such an important 
impact on my life and and watching it as you get older it's it's probably one of the greatest movies for uh as you get older it changes with you yeah your experience of it and what you take out of that movie but we we don't need to talk about that now we're definitely doing stand by me at some point in time there's one more person that i want to talk to that's very relevant to the movie and that's nora efron the writer Mm -hmm. um extremely involved in the making of the movie and also known for writing Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. So two other Meg Ryan films. She is one of the, probably the most famous uh, rom-com writers of all time. Yeah, she did Julia and Julia mm-hmm. and uh, Bewitched, You've Got yeah. Mail. There's, yeah, quite a few that, she's got 17 credits and like, it looks like all of them are, were just amazing. Yeah, like it, if you wanted to dive into a, a writer and kind of observe writing styles throughout films, I would honestly recommend Nora. She she puts out some really great stuff. Definitely. Who is this movie for? Obviously, this is a rom-com. If yeah. you enjoy rom-coms, you're probably going to enjoy this one. I will make the argument, though, that this is a rom-com almost more for guys than it is girls. And, yeah. and for that reason, you can almost trick your girlfriend or wife or spouse partner whoever into watching this on valentine's day and probably enjoying it more than she does secretly yeah or i was gonna say um this is a good thing for a uh female girlfriend spouse whatever to trick a guy into enjoying the movie yeah so that um because there's a lot of a lot of guys will see themselves in Harry's character, yeah. especially in that first scene where they're um, going, they're driving from, <laughs> from, I think it was Chicago y- to New York. It was like an 18 hour drive though. Yeah. So, that would be about Yeah. That, okay. Well, anyways, sure. th- so they make a long drive to New York and they're just bickering along the way and uh, discussing things and Harry thinks he's like this cool intelligent like dark yeah he he thinks he's so cool because he's so dark and mysterious but um he's just kind of like like a lot of guys see themselves as that yeah and the the um growth from there is something that I think guys should probably see yeah it's and that's what's really great about this is it's not a weekend over the weekend we're gonna fall in love and get married kind of film this is it takes 12 years for them to find their relationship together and and figure out what their relationship is and and where the important bits of it are really um and why it's so important to them and and again you brought it up really well that their their personalities change and adapt and they become more mature like the harry and sally of 20 i want to say around 21 when they first meet Mm. would never ever have dated not at all no not being together they're just so different and couldn't see the other's perspective as um valuable or um interesting or lovable in any way yeah and that that's something that makes the film really pop for me is, is that it really takes its time to show you them throughout their lives honestly that's that's mostly it for who should watch this honestly 
I could probably pitch this to just about anyone. This is a timeless film. The effects, like, there's no crazy effects here. You don't have to worry about any of that. The dialogue is timeless. There's so many interesting mm. ideas. It, it's all really sharp. Like, like think Quentin Tarantino kind of dialogue. It feels it feels really good. Um, yeah, you get really. drawn in. And yeah. it's very unique, like, the stories that they're telling each other and just, like, the silliness at certain points. And it, it just all feels so realistic. It's very genuine. It's yeah, a very yeah. genuine film. And uh, that actually comes from Rob Reiner and yes. um, Nora's own lives. So it was very like very influenced by Rob Reiner's recent divorce yep. and um, Nora's experience. Like, yeah. That's well, kind of who we're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. And let's save that for effects and filming. We're mm. going to dive real deep into that really quick because I think that actually is why... Another reason why this film is so great, because again, we have to give a, a lot of credit to Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan's oh, yeah. portrayal. Yeah. But there's there's something to be said about the direction of the film, both through writing and uh, the director, yeah. and them together, and how yeah. they work together was, to come up with this. It was like three different levels of chemistry that yeah. just all all worked so well. Yeah. I don't think a lot of other people could pull this off on every single level that this film yeah. pulls off. Yeah. So when to watch this film? Obviously, this is a good Valentine's Day film. Yeah. Jess and I watch it pretty much every year for Valentine's Day. Nice. This is this is our V-Day movie to go to. I don't really know when else you'd want to watch it. Like it's it's if you, uh, just like you could just throw it on on a random like cold night or yeah. like uh, it's a good um, Sunday evening movie. Yeah, yeah. I drink some wine with your significant other, and it's just like a great fun time yeah. overall. Yeah. It. Yeah, it, the movie doesn't ask a lot from you, so you don't have to be too heavily involved. But I, after ten times of viewing, I didn't pick up my phone once to for another thought. Like I was, I was fully invested in what yeah. was going on. I was fully invested as well. And um, the only thing that I can see being an issue is like I almost want to call it the Seinfeld effect. I don't know if that's named yet. If so, TM that. But um, <laughs> I'm sure there's a Seinfeld effect out there. But yeah. describe what you mean. So basically, newer viewers are don't find Seinfeld as funny sometimes because they've seen all of those tropes right. get built upon in their media, the newer media. Right. So when you're watching When Harry Met Sally, mm-hmm. but you're like, I've seen all of the elements of this mm-hmm. in different modern movies yeah but this is the og this is so the OG. yeah yeah so it's really cool um just to see like how that um that the ideas at play first happened and how they just crushed it yeah and uh, again i think you brought this up earlier um i guess regardless male female whatever if this is something that you're passionate about you really enjoy your rom-coms you could probably get your spouse who's less interested in them to watch this and yeah. be more captivated by it than most other rom-coms. And, and and that's almost how you have to pitch it to them too. Is like, they're like, ah, I'm not really into rom-coms. And you're like, no, no, no. Like, let's watch this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to ask you to watch any other rom-coms, but yeah. there's something special about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's the epitome of like what it is. Yeah. And it's timeless too. Like yeah. I said before, it, it never really shows its age in any way other than like the hairstyles. Yeah. Maybe, uh, the, the hairstyles and fashion. Yeah. 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 But some of that fashion is now like people are making like, um, 
Oh, it's like making it come back. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it just cycles through. Yeah, <laughs> but right now is pretty relevant for some of it. Yeah, so it's sure. pretty cool for sure. And where to watch? So right now it's a little bit limited in where you can watch it. Um, you can only watch it through Crave Stars or through Amazon Stars. So a little bit limited there. I'm sure there are other means to watch it. I have a DVD, so yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I can't recommend this enough. Even this is you know what I will say this is probably a great film to rent for an evening. Um, it's probably yeah. four dollars or something like that online or less if you're American. Mm. Um, and honestly, I can't recommend it enough. So so I think here's a good spot to cut it off and say everything going forward is we're going to talk spoilers we're we're not going to shy away from anything if you're interested in this film it's a great spot to cut it off and come join us later and do the deep dive into it i really hope that if you've never watched this that you do go and watch this because again i can't recommend this enough go go enjoy this for your valentine's day whatever but yeah it's it's such a classic that's accessible to anybody it's it's great and that that's great. We've we've had a good track record the last couple months here finding really good accessible movies of yeah. different genres. Yeah, yeah. Even some that we had no idea going into it that yeah. it was gonna be that good. It's just like, oh, we've heard that this is like this is on our list, but it's like somewhat down there. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about it. And uh then we just go watch it and it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 this is the problem though, is you and I are watching all these yeah. great movies and they keep getting added to our top tens or top yeah, 20s yeah, and everything. Yeah. But uh yeah, eventually we'll draft that list up, maybe someday. Yeah. it just make me stressed out trying to decide what to cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's talk themes a little bit. The first theme here, and, and this is brought up very quickly in the movie, is the idea of whether men and women are able to be platonic friends or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this one's kind of an interesting idea because the, the initial opening, they... Harry's idea or thought is that no women and men can't be friends because men are always attracted to women and regardless of how attractive they are um, and that always ends up getting in the way because even if it's kind of agreed upon that they're not into each other that it's still out there and that creates a lot of friction and it causes issues especially when maybe two different people go and meet other people and, and all of that I think that as, as somebody who at not long ago was in their early 20s, I mm. can really agree with, with that idea and that concept. Yeah, it's it is it's almost like a timeless-ish problem mm-hmm. and like a human problem, but I feel like this is one of the times when it's kind of first mentioned. I can't say for sure that in film previously, but like this is like the classic like Barney in How I Met Your Mother, yeah. his mindset toned down a little bit and more <laughs> realistic <down> a lot. <laughs> yeah toned down a lot and more realistic but that's it's it's still pervasive today yeah. and yeah the the idea like they so they go from like harry having this very concrete concept of mm-hmm. men and women can't be friends they actually do become friends yeah and like very deep good friends yeah and they're friends for one to two years yeah. i would say before anything more kind of happens yeah one of my favorite lines in this and this kind of proves the point a little bit later is when sally is talking to her boyfriend at the time joe mm. and they're having this discussion about 
about the discussion about whether or not men and women can be friends. Yeah. And she asked to her boyfriend, Joe, do you have any female friends? Or so yeah. she goes, do you think men and women can be friends? And he goes, yeah. And he, she goes, do you have any female friends? And he thinks about it for a second. He's like, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I could get some if you want <laughs> <Yeah>. me to. <laughs> like he doesn't have that. Like he didn't think about it, but it was just naturally. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it's, and, and that concept kind of, changes and it, it matures uh, yeah. as as harry matures as well and and we get some great discussions about that a little bit back and forth yeah. as the movie goes on yeah and overall i like i think there it's obviously a complicated thing mm-hmm. but we do see that they can become friends and if things if just a few situations were different if they met other people mm-hmm. i think they could have remained friends so like i think it is possible if we're talking about our own opinions on this subject. Yeah. It's complicated, but it's it's not either. I think um you I think it can happen. Yeah, it's it, see it's kind of interesting as well because even Sally later in the film kind of presents this idea of uh, her friend Marie and she's trying to hook Marie up with Harry and the reason yeah. the main reason for that she says is because I don't want to move apart from you or Harry because you two are so important in my life. But I know that if you go and find somebody else and he goes and finds somebody else, you two are both going to grow apart from me. Yeah. So having me being the central connection in this, I'll always be a part of your lives. Yeah. Yeah. And both of them experience that because uh, Harry with his friend, he tries to set uh, Harry, Harry tries to set his friend up with Sally and they then of course this is like a classic trope now i don't know if it was new to this but mm-hmm. that uh they went on a double date and they switched um the the two that were supposed to be dating the other switched to the other you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so harry's harry's uh friend i think his name was jess yeah uh, yeah yeah so he's trying to hook jess up with sally sally's trying to hook harry up with marie and there's no chemistry between at that kind of group. Yeah. And then Jess says something, or sorry, Marie says something. Jess is like, oh my God, I was the one who wrote what you just said. Yeah. And and suddenly there's this connection, this yeah. very deep connection. And, yeah. and the whole scene that plays out where they kind of have this back and forth later about, ah, oh, like, I don't know if I'm feeling Harry. I don't know if I'm feeling Sally. Are you okay if I'm... If I maybe go and see the other person, because you yeah, don't see, like, yeah. you have a whole lot of chemistry. And then the, and then uh, Jess is like, ah, you know, I'm not really feeling tonight. I think I'm going to head out. Yeah. And, and Marie's like, all right, I'm coming with you. And then <laughs> yeah. she's like, Dip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was so perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, so you see in that dinner scene that um, Harry and Sally, they see that it's about to happen. They yeah. see that those mm-hmm. two just connected. And this is kind of another theme, is the, um, it, there's the concept of like falling in love at first sight versus developing over time through friendship. And then, um, yeah. And then becoming something else. And I think that's a really great idea. And I think, I think that's really important. And I, I think that's something that, uh, a lot of people and especially younger people need to, to hear and see as well, because that that's definitely true. Like that, that can absolutely happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's been, like seeing it in a realistic way because you do see in so many movies like a love at first sight thing yeah. but um and know what i think i could almost argue that it was there 
for this, but in like a perverse way. <laughs> like, like I think um, Harry probably fell in love with her right away, but then got like each of them was just so in their head about what they expected from life. Yes, and what that they, they denied from the it. Partner as well. Yeah, yeah. That like there was a connection there. They had the connection, mm-hmm. but. It had to grow very slowly, and then they had to mature and everything. So I think they still had a version of love at first sight, but then you'd also see the love at first sight with their friends. Yeah, and you know what? We haven't talked about this yet, and it's I'm actually going to dive a little bit more into an effects in filming about the kind of the information behind it, but... Throughout the film, as we cut to different times, we get these interviews with couple, these older couples yeah, and yeah. how they met and developed their relationship and how they got to where they are now. Yeah. And and a lot of them are kind of those love at first sight stories, but not all of them are. Yeah, and there's yeah. some really fun, interesting, funny stories yeah. that come out of those. Like the man who divorced his wife, yeah. dated like two or three other women, and his his wife uh, is kind of naming them off. Well, first you were with her, yeah. and then you married her. And then he's getting them confused. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. Because they're like 80. Yeah. Yeah. And then they've and then they've eventually later on in life reconnected and rekindled yeah, that yeah. relationship. Yeah. And like having those little clips in there, it did add to the movie in oh, that yeah. like it just showed that this isn't a classic romance mm-hmm. like the these are the unconventional like deep loves yeah that can happen outside of like this hollywood version of what of rom-com is going to show you yeah and it's just really great breaks between the different scenes and the different uh the, the different times as we're moving through time it, it, it works really well in the yeah film. i don't know if we're talking about this now but the the jumps in time yep. were nice i liked them in this movie they were very well done and they again that's what we kind of talked about a little bit earlier like it's not like an over a weekend fall in love kind of thing it's it's a it takes 12 years for this uh, relationship to develop and with and, large space in between yeah, yeah with a large yeah, space five in years between. each time yeah and we catch up a little bit with each character and learn about what they've got going on in their lives and how they've changed their yeah. ideas how their ideas have changed and all of that sort of stuff yeah i i absolutely agree with you it's it's really well done um it feels different from the typical rom-com and i think there's been a few that have done that since my rom-com knowledge is not super yeah, strong yeah. so I, I can't really compare a whole lot of movies to it but, but it's a it's an underappreciated genre but also just the right amount of appreciation <laughs> yeah that's from probably me fair. yeah <laughs> i can i don't even think you could call hallmark movies rom-coms they're just full no of those romance, are like yeah yeah gushy romance well yeah it depends on what it depends on what you define as comedy yeah yeah there's some real comedy in this yes but it's just like textbook comedy or something like that like yeah do you have any more themes that you want to get into before we get into effects and filming because we're kind of dancing around effects and filming a little bit yeah we are um there there's not a lot to this they do the themes well that we've already spoken of i think and Um, and like you said earlier it really is a character study yeah and and how they mature throughout their lives how their relationship develops throughout their lives and and it's not yeah it's not really heavy into the themes like some of the other films that we've watched and what i absolutely love about it is just the dialogue like it's it's very dialogue based and it all feels so natural. Yeah, yeah. Well. Like, the, just the, the some of the stories that they are, like, telling each other, mm-hmm. it's that thing where um, you can't replicate real life 
sometimes right. like real life is more absurd than yeah. you can make up yeah and it sounds like like a bunch of those stories are real from uh the writer and director's lives yeah and, and um uh the actors like again that chemistry brings out those stories that sound so real yeah because they're kind of absurd yeah for sure all right let's dive into effects of filming so that we can really talk about all of this stuff so let's start with the writing because that's something we've been touching on. Yeah. How this film was developed, we got to talk about Rob Reiner a little bit here and his personal life and how much that affected it. He divorced previously from his wife, and I think this is uh, actually just before The Princess Bride and Stand By Me, those films, because hmm. uh, when Harry Met Sally actually took a few years to develop, and it was kind of yeah. over that time of Rob Reiner's um, greatest films, basically. Um, and so he actually had a sit down meeting between himself, Andy Scheinman, the producer and Nora Ephron. And because the three of them wanted to develop a film, film together. The first time they had this discussion, they didn't really get anywhere. The second time they sat down and Rob and Andy actually had a really deep conversation between each other about what it's like to be a single man mm. and how complicated and confusing it can be, especially after a divorce or yeah, something like yeah. that and going trying to dive back into the dating life and not knowing what to expect and having all these like weird and awkward interactions with other people. Yeah. And so this actually led Rob to having the idea about doing the, a film about two people who become friends and don't have sex because they know it's going to ruin their relationship eventually, but then they do it anyway. Yeah. And kind yeah, of the yeah. effects that happen from that. And then Nora obviously also very interested in this idea as well. So she starts writing all these ideas. She bases all of the characters off of real life people. So Harry, very much based on Rob Reiner. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it was Reiner's depression and his pessimistic outlook on life. Just because of all the the hardships in his own personal life that he was dealing yeah, with yeah. at that time. While also being able to be really funny and having that great comedic timing. On the flip side, Sally is actually based a lot on Nora and her friends as well. She kind of congregated all of them together. Yeah. The reason why Billy Crystal actually became involved is because he was best friends with Reiner, through, mm. especially throughout this hard time in yeah, Reiner's yeah. life. So he had that kind of special view into exactly the character that yeah, they were trying to build. That's perfect, yeah. Yeah, he was almost doing research or doing study of the character unknowingly yeah, over yeah, those yeah. years, right? And Reiner actually was trying to find somebody else at the time to be that, but just Billy Crystal just knew him so well and that comedic timing. And a lot of those comedic moments were actually inserted by Billy Crystal. He came up with so many of these lines, including the most famous line, I'll have what she's having. Yeah, came no way. from him. Nice. And even ideas about Harry and Sally's relationship or or how men interact with other men, women interact with other women. A lot of those came from Billy Crystal as, as well and Rob Reiner. Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner used to call each other every single night and watch movies together while they talked oh. over the phone. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, so like, like to help him get through it kind of or like yeah, exactly. just to yeah, be good friends and then that became part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a really great idea. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever done that with anyone before. I've done that with people, and it's really I have, fun. yeah, yeah. Like, because, yeah, you're just watching a movie together, very similar to sitting on the couch. Mm -hmm. It's just you couldn't, like, hang out or whatever. 
Yeah, there were times in high school even where there was girls that I was dating at the time and we just pick a TV show and watch it together yeah. separate and you'd be texting each other like little jokes as you're going. It's a, it's yeah, a really yeah. fun thing. Yeah. Um, if you're maybe new to a relationship, it's kind of a cool idea to try that if you guys maybe can't get together for whatever reason. Watch a movie together apart. It's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, and overall, like, beginnings of relationships often do start with, like, sharing whatever you're into at the yeah. time. So, like... And that kind of builds towards, like, part of what you become. Mm -hmm. Like, Annabelle and I watched Game of Thrones. She was super into it. I I just decided not to watch it because it was too popular for me at the time. (laughs) Yeah, I've been there. And then uh, she was like, you have to watch it. So we started watching it together, and that was, like, a basis of, like, an activity for us. So, yeah, that's so relatable. And if we had to, like, watch it separately, that would have been a great way to do it. Yeah, So all of that kind of coming together, that's what makes this film so genuine is where this comes from. This comes from a very special place in all of the director, the producer, the writers, all of their lives. And Billy Crystal coming in and adding his own kind of humor and Mm -hmm. his own observations into the character that they're trying to build as well. And I feel like with Nora and Sally and her friends, Mm -hmm. like that would have, that was so essential to the movie. Oh yeah. That if it wasn't all three of them or like if all three of them hadn't um, gotten together and had that chemistry for the writing and for the understanding of what Rob was going through or whatever, then like that, that part of the movie would have been missing completely. So her being there helped so much. Yeah, and I wonder how many other rom-coms have both male and female perspectives coming into the writing room and having equal say like that. Because Rob and Nora were definitely equals in the creation of this and and the ideas that they both tossed around, the observations that they had of each other. Yeah. Everything with that is so genuine and it, and it really shows. And that's why this film still holds up to this day is because they're not trying for tropes of the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's just person to person yeah. how... how the interactions, the relationships kind of work. Yeah, and, and Nora and Rob were really did get close from what I've mm-hmm. read that in that um, just discussion of life and everything throughout this. That mm-hmm. And so that meshing of the two, like, fr- they, they really became friends. Yeah. So having that realism in their everyday life and then being able to portray it, like, so eloquently. Yeah. It was just, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and we kind of touched upon this as well, the old couples and their stories. Those were actually actors. However, those stories were based on real stories. Nora actually did interviews with the production team and different people in and out of their casting location. And that's where she came up with a lot of these stories and then maybe added a little spice here and there and Mm. got some actors to film some of those. Yeah, yeah, because the actors did a great job and she did a great job directing and whatever within that Mm -hmm. because those each of those scenes were like... uh, they were each kind of like heartwarming and different and yeah. gave that perspective of a unperfect love yeah. or like the unperfect beginnings of love or whatever. Yeah. Imperfect, I guess I should say. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Unperf- in un- <laughs> I can't even say it now. <laughs> Last effects in filming. I mean, the film, in my opinion, there's not a lot of special effects, right? So no, it's not yeah. like it's, it's trying to hold up to today's times, which... Again, makes it easier viewing in 2020, 
2022. <laughs> <laughs> the the location. <laughs> yeah, the far, far future. Locations, obviously, New York being shot throughout. The- amazing apartments. Like, it's like oh, the classic yeah. thing where, like, how do these people have this amazing out of apartment? But it's yeah. a different time. And they were, like, fairly well off, each of them. Yeah. The, so, like, like, if you're Harry's looking into the. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, amazing apartments. Like, yeah. When, uh, when they, uh, Harry and Sally were like rolling out that carpet that, um, yeah. it was just like a small scene, but Annabelle and I were like, holy shit, that's a huge ass <laughs> carpet. Could you imagine having an apartment big enough oh for God, that carpet? No. That's yeah. like a dream for anybody, especially in New York these days. Yeah. And those, the windows overviewing like all of the city and everything. Yeah, Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Cat's Delicatessen, the restaurant where the famous, orgasm fake orgasm scene yeah. happens the where i'll have what she's having line that is actually a real restaurant in new york it's been open since 1888 damn so, yeah well over 100 years old at this point and you can still go get the very authentic new york meat hmm. maybe compare that against montreal smoked meat yeah yeah Get the sauce on the side, though. Yeah, get the sauce yeah. on the side. <laughs> the table where Harry and Sally met, there's a sign over that says, like, this is where Harry and Sally sat. Oh, that's so cool. Having kind of things. Nice. So. And kind of neat as well, a few years ago, there was a comedy group that had like a flash mob there where everybody acted out the scene and so there was two kind of lookalikes uh, with Harry mm. and Sally having that discussion back and forth and then... What happened was, is all the women started joining in when they realized uh, what she was doing. So the whole room, it's really funny video on YouTube. You got to check it out at some point. I'm definitely going to after this. That's, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. And there's definitely some confused faces in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I've got for effects and filming. I don't know if there's any anything that you want to talk about there. Like, I always catch different props or, like, mm-hmm. cars. Mm-hmm. So uh, the her car in the beginning as they were driving it's a 76 toyota corona wagon really so, yeah yeah so i just <laughs> i just liked that like it was a cool classic old car and very um, boxy yeah yeah like it was and it wasn't an 80s car yet it, it was actually a little bit rounded like right between the 70s and 80s where it became boxy so it was it was just like a nice and like I don't know how popular Toyotas really were at that time, but um those like seventies ones I love. Yeah, probably kind of growing in the seventies. Uh, not yeah, not nowhere, not nowhere near uh, <laughs> what they are now. Yeah. yeah, what they are now. Are we doing the soundtrack next? Yeah, let's do score. Yeah, yeah, so let's get into it. I think you and I have come to appreciate the score of films a lot more, especially as we've kind of talked about this now and and how important they are to not only the film at the time, but how well it holds up to mm-hmm. future viewings and just watching it much later than when the original film came out. When Harry Met Sally uses a very interesting type of music. It uses a lot of classical piano kind of music. And it's like jazz yeah, very as well. jazzy. Jazz and blues kind of oriented. The whole soundtrack, it wasn't written like a lot of these are original, uh, very famous classical or jazz pieces. However, there was a very famous singer and pianist, Harry Connick Jr. and Bobby Columby, who was the drummer for Blood, Sweat and Tears. I've never heard yeah. of that rock group before. It's a jazz rock group. It's kind of interesting. Hmm. 
but they actually recorded separately all of these classical pieces and sang. Rob Reiner was kind of looking for the exact voice that Harry Connick Jr. was bringing. Mm. And it really works for this. It's again, it's writing specifically for the film itself. And that's really important to adding to the mood, um, especially when, as a director, you have the direction of where you want to take the the score. Yeah, and Connick won his first Grammy for um, his performance on the soundtrack as well. So, yeah, he, he fit the mood very appropriately. It is so 80s. Yeah. Like, the... like, And uh, the... So there was two versions of that... Um, I th- I wrote it down as the potato potato song. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's called "Let's Call the Whole Thing Off," mm-hmm. and it was originally by Ella F and Louis Armstrong. So that like mm-hmm. that classic old voice that you hear in the first iteration of it is Louis Armstrong. Nice. And um, yeah, it was just like that. As soon as that song came on and that like his voice, it just brings you like right back to the earliest memories of childhood for me in like the 90s watching older movies you know what this reminds me of now that you talk about that it kind of reminds me of like christmas vacation and the score from that yeah yeah and even a little bit of uh toy story like you got a friend in me that's i don't know i forget who sung it wasn't actually um that's another famous person Randy Newman. Randy Newman. So, yeah, it was, it, I actually thought this was Randy Newman, but it was um, Louis Armstrong. Because mm-hmm. I just get those those two voices mixed up as that 80s guy yeah. singing. Well, and that's actually a little bit the reason why Harry Connick Jr. was selected is because his voice was kind of that Frank Sinatra kind of voice. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what he was looking for for that. Yeah. So. yeah, because, yeah, so first they played the Louis Armstrong version, and then they played at the end the um, Connick Jr. Yeah. yeah, Connick Jr. song or er, version, and that brought a little bit of modernity yeah. to it. But, um, yeah, just classic 80s still. Yeah, and like but classic very much old enjoyable, feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, these songs didn't age out, I would say. Like it fits the movie very well. I'm a little bit of a sucker for jazz. Like if there's some, yeah. if there's some good jazz beats, like I would take that over most other genres of current music now. I don't seek jazz out necessarily, but I think it adds a nice spice to a lot of things. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And in this film it really works. Yeah. The jazz incorporation makes a lot of sense for the style of the movie, the the style of their interactions. It is very off the cuff. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure this out of the, as they go, which is exactly what jazz is, is yeah. imp- improvisation. Yeah. So like when you see Harry and Sally interacting as friends, you could tell like they're like they're getting closer than they want to, but then they back off a little bit, then they get a little closer. And like, you see that like improvisation where they're like, are we really just friends at certain moments? Yeah. And like, they're like, no, of course we're just friends. That's all it's ever going to be. And then like, so that playfulness, yeah, it just fits the movie. It's almost like it's genuine, right? Like it's figuring stuff out as you go. And yeah, it really works. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's natural. It's realistic. And that's, that's the overall, like, idea that they're trying to bring to this romance side of the Mm rom-com and how they changed everything kind of in that yeah 
really quick, let's just look back at the times. I don't really have a whole lot here to discuss. I did want to just say, though, that it came out during the same summer as Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, as well as the first Batman movie with Michael Keaton. Oh, Um, awesome. And still managed to gross ninety-two million in eight, nineteen eighty-nine. So that's very fair because it's so different than the other two. Yeah, like well, if you were gonna go watch like two movies in one night, I forget what those are called, like a double double feature, double feature mm-hmm. and you wanted to satisfy both parties if you were going as a couple or something like that. Mm-hmm. This would be great to go watch with those. Yeah, I agree. This. This would be fun with that. Like yeah. a nice drive-in kind of movie. Yeah, like I feel like maybe I would want to watch When Harry Met Sally and then Indiana Jones. I don't know. Or the other way around so that you wind down a little bit as you drive home. But I would be so pumped from Indiana Jones. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think you might be right. You might have to do When Harry Met Sally first. Although, I don't know. It'd be cool. Maybe we got to try that sometime. Do a double feature with those two and see what happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. You try one way, I'll try the other way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, th- that's really all I wanted to say is that it was up against some really big movies and still managed to do well. What you made me think of is actually the marketing strategy behind this. Billy Crystal didn't think this was going to be a hit either because of what they were competing against. Yeah. And the way that they actually released it is they released it only to a small number of theaters and they wanted to get the word of mouth yes, and get people yes. excited and interested for this. And I so wrote they- that down and like I really want to bring that up. Yeah. So I'm glad you remembered just now. Yeah. Yeah, so- that's so cool. So, yeah, they didn't they didn't do like a huge marketing sweep or anything because they were up against these giants. So that word of mouth, just that it's so, it's so different or whatever compared to, um, what had been previously in that genre. Yeah. Yeah. Really interesting. It's always interesting to hear different strategies of how to, how to make your movie relevant and interesting to people. Yeah. 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 Like we're seeing a lot of that in different, uh, movies that we're looking at just the different ways that they're marketing them. Like we're kind of learning the business a little bit. Yeah. We are (laughs) learning the business a little bit. And that's really interesting. That's something that definitely as somebody who's a student of movies, something that I've been a little deficient on in understanding. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely really grown to appreciate that side of the biz. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right. Let's talk legacy. Now I'm really excited to talk about this a little bit. First, we got to start. This movie has gone on to be one of the greatest rom-coms, one of the greatest comedies of all time. If you look at any rom-com list, I almost can guarantee you it's going to be in the top 10 of most people. Uh, And the rest of the 10 will be influenced by it, probably. (laughs) Yeah, you're probably not going to find many earlier than this. There's a couple, Mm. um, and maybe a couple of 50s movies or early 60s movies that maybe are just classics in their own right yeah yeah yeah, exactly um but yeah this is probably the one that's going to inspire the most on the list of best rom-coms while also being on there it's also in the top 100 comedies of all time by afi it's top it's 23rd on that list damn which is pretty crazy in terms of direct inspirations for or that came out of this definitely maybe was definitely directly influenced by when harry met sally like you said before, most rom-coms have taken different pieces of this and different elements of this and have tried different spins on it. Really, in 2022, we're just watching different variants of When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, now. yeah. Like, for an for an example, Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart, 2005. Mm-hmm. Just Friends. Like, yeah. They're trying to be just friends and then they and the, there was another um one with Ashton Kutcher and yes. Mila Kunis. 
I believe. No, I think it was somebody else. Mind no, blowing. then there's another one with uh <laughs> no no I'm thinking of Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis yes, yes and Ashton Kutcher and is that friends with benefits yeah friends yes. with benefits so like there's very similar things that we've all seen these variants of mm-hmm. but to see the original is uh no very strings cool. attached is yeah the, uh, the Ashton Kutcher one yeah yeah so. And those, like those three movies, are classics for our generation. Not necessarily classics, but they're I think ones. Most people watch yeah. most of those. Yeah, exactly. So, again, yeah. There's also a, a lot there. like Love, uh, which is an earlier Ashton Kutcher movie, and Amanda. Amanda. Pete, sorry. Oh, P- Pete's. Amanda right. Pete. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So a, a lot of those films are directly influenced by this. So if you're yeah. interested in those, like. It's kind of going backwards, but it's like the Matrix perfecting all of these different genres into one, the original Matrix yeah, yeah. movie. It's like going back to seeing the Matrix of rom-coms, yeah, basically. Yeah. Which is a weird comparison, but I'm rolling with it. Yeah, yeah. Still to this day, there's articles being written about this film. Like, I, I did some news reading about this. There was a, an article written a couple of days ago on the New York Post discussing the film and the greatest rom-coms of all time. And this one was one of the top, like, three. Hmm. And they also discussed an alternate ending where both Harry and Sally decide to part ways. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and they dive into that a little bit because that was actually the original ending. And actually, both Nora and Rob have said that that's really where they believed these characters were heading, was yeah, to yeah. part ways. But they but couldn't do it. They, they couldn't, couldn't pull the it. trigger. They couldn't pull the trigger because Rob during the making of this movie fell in love and got engaged to his wife uh, um and just couldn't he couldn't do it after yeah that. He, yeah he finally became the harry by the end of the yeah film, yeah yeah who who just he figured himself out you know and he figured out what's yeah, love yeah maybe don't hurt him <laughs> there's a certain aspect of this concept that doesn't hold up only in the fact that we now in 2022 are starting to delve deeper into what um, men and women are and gender roles and uh, things like that. Like there's certain aspects of that that are being challenged today that haven't been challenged in the last like 40 years since this movie came out. Yeah. I think at the heart of things, it's still, it's still going to cut deep for a lot of people and and feel genuine and, and you're going to relate to Harry, Sally, maybe their friends, yeah. uh, other but people. Here's my comparison. Yeah. Um, look at all of the high school teen movies. Okay. Like, let's say uh, pre like. I'd really rather not, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> pre like 2010 or whatever. So yeah. what what I'm looking at specifically are like things like Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, you're and talking like way or No, then. no. From there all the way up to uh, okay. um, things like. This is my example is uh, 21 Jump Street where he goes back to school and suddenly there's not these jocks and the nerds. It's a bunch of like kids who are very developed and like they're well-rounded well-rounded and like they have multiple interests that don't define anything. Yeah. So I think that's where uh, we might lose some viewers, not viewers, but I mean like lose some of that um, black and white from this movie because yeah. there is there is the male versus female dichotomy at play here. Yeah. But okay, yeah. now now I would say like guys are more um 
like they're more able to see the other side and friendships are crossing a little bit more of boundaries in a healthy way. Everyone's kind of becoming more healthy because this is exploring what could be viewed as an unhealthy view of the world. Hey Jason, do you have any really good female friends? Yeah, I do. That you talk to regularly? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Like within our friend group, we have a fair amount of uh, yeah, well, women. we're split even like fifty fifty. We're like a friends kind of uh, group vibe. A yeah, bit, yeah. Like, dynamic. Yeah, um, it's it's there is a different form of that friendship well, where know, it's not like like me or you, me and you, or me and Kelvin, or you and Kelvin. Yeah. Like the the type of friendship is different, and this like when Harry met Sally doesn't explore the differences between those, uh-huh. but. It's not flat out, I'm not friends with any, um, like, I have great uh, friends of the opposite gender or sex, whatever. Yeah. And, um, like, I value them and their perspective and their opinion and everything. Yeah. It's just very different of a friendship. But what I think is missing from this argument Mm -hmm. that this movie is making and that that classic uh, view is making is best friends. If you have a, like, like absolute best friends, I think absolute best friends, like very, very close best friends, it's very difficult to have that with the opposite sex. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I was, I was going to propose to you for the next mm. question. Like, I, I, I guess I won't name any names here, but I wouldn't say like you would go and hang out with ex female friend and just go and hang out with her kind of thing without Annabelle or somebody else kind of around. It's just kind of weird. I don't know. Like I, I can I can definitely with um and Annabelle can with her male friends. I yeah. like there. It just doesn't it, happen really. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not the same as if I was going to hang out with you or Kelvin or yeah. um whoever else. Like, but if we were single way back when, I probably would have a little bit more. This, yeah, is, this yeah. is kind of the weird yeah, thing. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. This is what I'm trying to get There's, to. There, yeah. Th- so, so maybe it's not. Maybe it's not so outdated. So, honestly, no. As it's not. It's not. the The concept is outdated in the fact that it's not looking deeper. If you have it on face yeah. value, you can say yes to an eighty percent degree. Or like eighty percent, whatever. Yeah. Like yes, this is true. But once you look into it more, which I think the newer generations and like the new um, version of like where we're kind of heading in society mm-hmm. is to look at the smaller differences a little bit more. We're we're allowed to. We're like we have the time to and the knowledge to look deeper at. Okay, so like this isn't a fifty-fifty split, yes or no anymore. Right. There's multiple ways and there's multiple expressions of what this means. So I'd say we're going in a good direction. And um, this movie is still very relevant because it brings up the base fact. Like the, yes. the, the base discussion is there and it's still valuable to listen to. But we've kind of we're, we're getting deeper into it now these days. Yeah. And I don't think you necessarily have to do that deep dive in it if you want I no, like yeah. you know, it's not gonna take away from your enjoyment if you just want to watch a fun run rom-com no yeah yeah don't like don't devolve to that point which <laughs> yeah. i just did but i only did it for the discussion i guess yeah no it was a good yeah, discussion yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I thought yeah. we had some great ideas there but all right let, let's dive back into legacy really quick here right. 
again, some of the concepts in here have now become kind of timeless concepts, like the high maintenance versus low maintenance, uh, both male and female, because you and I talked earlier about how Harry is also kind of a high maintenance, but thinks he's low maintenance kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. And he would definitely say he was low maintenance. Yeah. I think. Yeah, like his own perceptions, like he was internalizing that or mm-hmm. externalizing it or whatever mm-hmm. to a certain degree where um yeah maybe it was like he was putting it on other people but he didn't really look at himself yet because he was only like 21 yeah transitional partner yeah that's another one yes. that gets brought up and yes. that's that's so like i've definitely had those discussions with people before yeah 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 it's like the classic um thing like people are kind of looking out for when you might get into a relationship with someone who just got broken up with or yeah. just broke up with someone. You're like, am I just the, uh, like the, the, the for now thing? Yeah. Am I just literally just the transitional yeah. person yeah. to yeah. the next person basically? So yeah, you have to be, you have to be your own transitional person. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and again, this is one that it maybe tells a little bit, but it shows a lot more than it tells. And that's what, again, makes it so genuine. Yeah, we yeah. We see a lot more of that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, yeah, almost anyone who's, like, younger and goes into this movie, you'll relate to that, the initial, like, the beginnings of it. Yes. Because, um, or anybody can remember that time in their life where they were, like, things were this way, and, like, I believed this, and I thought this about the opposite sex. Or you're going through uh, some heartbreak, and, yeah. and you're upset, and you're angry yeah. with the world, and you're angry, and you can't, like, you don't want to be in a relationship because you're just mad about the whole concept of it. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, they also bring up the idea of um, missing the idea of someone. Yeah, that's a great point yeah, as well. Yeah, and that is something I think almost everyone will experience. Yes. In like multiple ways. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So in the beginning, Harry was very uh, like wary of women and getting married, mm-hmm. and so he stayed a certain way so that he could just say goodbye in the morning. But then at a certain point, he's like, "No, what? I'm tired of this," and he just got married, mm-hmm. and like that idea is pretty common in the way men are portrayed or like maybe men's experience, some men's experience, whatever, and women's experience where like, they're like, like some women are, and men are like so set on just getting married so that it could be done with. Yeah. And then that's where this idea that they discuss of like divorce and how you might as well sign a prenup first. And the, they discuss this quite a bit in the movie. And that's essentially what the movie is about is uh, it's about how a relationship is supposed to be versus how it's perceived to supposed to be. Yeah. And how it actually is and how complex they like it's there aren't one side or the other to any of these. Yeah. And I think you're almost dancing around it there that the relationships in this are extremely complex Mm. and it's and it's not like most rom-coms or like most romantic films and the, the issues, the troubles that they have feel a lot more genuine than a lot of those films. Like, you really don't know if Harry and Sally are going to end up together yeah, throughout yeah. the film. And and even when they do kind of hook up, you don't know where that's going to even lead to at this yeah, point in time. Yeah. Again, there's another point to make is that when both Harry and Sally are have exited their rela- previous relationships, they react so differently. Yes. And that can be switched to either gender really yeah. where Harry was 
like devastated for quite a while. Yeah, and, and just he like consistently. Yeah, yeah, and of course he still slept with women because he's like, well, what am else? What else am I gonna do? Yeah, and then Sally did not sleep with anyone and internalized it, and she internalized it, and then but she also was like, no, what? I'm fine for yeah. like months. She was like, oh, I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm completely Probably a year. Co- yeah, completely over this guy, and then uh. The guy that was who said that she didn't, he didn't want to marry her, mm-hmm. went and got married. Yeah, he got and then, engaged like a year after yeah, they broke up. And and it was like a sudden realization for her that she wasn't fully over him completely, yeah. even though she'd been acting like and feeling like she was for a year. And then uh, she suddenly broke down because she realized that he didn't not want to get married. He just didn't want to marry her. Yeah. So like that that carrying on in different ways after a drastic breakup. Yeah, and and the relationship between Harry and Sally. Again, this is why it's so great that it goes over that 12-year span. Is yes. I think just about anyone can relate to certain ideas and concepts and and parts of not only the relationship between Harry and Sally, but their relationships with other third parties. Mm-hmm. Like, I could probably connect with two or three different ideas throughout this and... And I think just about, again, just about anybody can. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many small scenes and big ones that are just so relatable. Like, when um, Harry saw Sally for the the first time after their drive, was in an airport. She was making out with her new guy. Yeah, and this is five years later. Yeah, five years later. They're about 26 now or whatever. And um, Harry just... Pretends that he doesn't remember Sally. Yeah. And, like, who hasn't experienced that where you see someone after five years after high school or after college or whatever, and you're like, like, I remember you. I don't, I don't remember, I don't know if you'll remember me. Yeah. Like, just like, that was just like such a life moment. Yeah. Like, it was a real life moment that they navigated and had to continue on from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I really connect with that as well. I honestly think I a little bit have maybe that imposter syndrome kind of thing. And yeah. so I, I often feel like people aren't going to remember me or even remember my yeah. name. And so yeah. that's, that's definitely something like, or they're I not really felt that. Yeah. Or like, they're like, Oh, why would you like come say, Hey, but like yeah. most of the time, both people are thinking that mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. are they going to say, Hey, I don't want to say, Hey, I wasn't expecting to see anybody today. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm here doing my own shit. I don't, I didn't want to be like reconnecting with someone after five years. Yeah. That's something that like, even now I really struggle with it oh, yeah. and I wish I could get more out of that comfort zone a little bit of just pretending that I don't know them. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Cause then again, it's, like so you human. Said, it's the flip side as yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. then you're like, Oh, they don't know me obviously. So I should just pretend I don't know them either. Yeah. But both are doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's yeah. good to know that other people do that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's been happening since the eighties. So you youngins, yes. It's just the Yo, thing. Yo, whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's a pretty good summary of legacy. I think we could talk about this a little bit further, but I'm I think I'm ready to move on a little bit and talk yeah. about, about a couple other things before we wrap this up. Sequels, prequels, reboots. Very quickly, there hasn't been any sequels, prequels, reboots. Don't ever touch this cinematically. It's perfect. You'll never do it better. You can recreate it with definitely maybe friends with benefits all those other things they're never going to be as yeah good like as this. yeah all of them were um they they were like offshoots of it yeah. but they weren't direct sequels which i don't think you could do no you and couldn't I do it, with, it like justice to it no you really couldn't you would definitely water down 
the importance of when Harry yeah, and Sally. Like you can throw in a little bit more wackiness and awkwardness because yeah. that that orgasm in the like the <laughs> fake orgasm yeah. scene. I I had trouble watching it. I suck. Really? With, yeah. I I suck with watching cringe humor, mm. and that was just premium cringe right there. Like yes. like right from the tap. <laughs> It was it was tough to watch and like I knew the scene because I I, I had, everybody knows yeah the scene. yeah but I couldn't watch it still even though I've like seen it right because I was already so invested but yeah. she she did that scene so amazingly mm-hmm. so no prequels sequels or reboots however in 2004 this was adapted for play with mm-hmm. Luke Perry and Allison Hannigan which. Honestly, I could see this as being a really great play to go and watch. Yeah. Um, I would really enjoy this, I think. I, I'm actually a, uh, somebody who really appreciates plays and going seeing live action kind of stuff. Mm. My grandparents kind of raised me like that. So I, I've Jess and I have gone to a few. There was one, I think it was just called One. And it was about uh, a guy and a girl at a pub and their relationship. And he was the guitarist uh, mm. at the at the pub. And, and I really loved that. And I, I think that there's, even with that one, you could maybe make connections to that and this. And I think I'd, I think I'd really enjoy that. I would pay money probably to go see a, a screen or a, uh, a live adoption of this. Yeah, I would too, probably. I, I enjoy reading, um, screenplays. I haven't, mm. I haven't necessarily seen many. Oh, I'm, I'm a really big fan of, of that kind of art form. I, you know what? I we kind should of, we should go as part of the podcast. Yeah, I'd be to, down to something. Yeah, I've oh cool. man, I've got a list of some of the greats that I've seen and some of the greats that I want to see. The Book of Mormon is top of my list of plays that I want to see. It was written by the guys who wrote South Park, and it's the oh, most yeah. well. It's the it did the best financially out of any play ever. Wow, better than Hamilton, I think. Damn. So also side note, I did watch Hamilton recently. It was just okay. Huh. All right, not, well, not my go. jam not my yeah. jam but yeah no if it, when we can finally go and see plays we'll go see the book of mormon all four of us will go check it out because i really want to see it at some point it's top of my list of ones yeah that it I sounds watch. fun so let's do it for sure all let's right. go to night out in toronto kind of thing yeah yeah okay our personal reviews the partner factor i think uh at this point in time if you don't know where we both stand on this i don't know what you've been listening to I love this movie. Jess loves this movie. I'm not even going to separate our reviews because they're one and the same. This is one of our go-to couples movies. Uh, we watch it the most on Valentine's Day. We watched it the night that I proposed. So oh, there's nice. a fun fact for you too. Beautiful. There's, yeah. There's so many great comedic moments to this. The relationships never feel forced or out of place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see yourself in different points in, in their relationship, their yeah. life. Uh and, and there's such a personal touch to this that not a lot of other films necessarily have that personal touch. Mm-hmm. That's really my review. I love this. Everybody should watch this. It's it's so good. It's so, so good. And I am not a big fan of rom-coms. I like dumb comedy, and this is just fantastic. This is has to be in my top 20. So mm, Damn. Yeah. So uh, I think Annabelle and I are on a different perspective, kind of. And I, I was really looking forward to hearing a different perspective of this. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, 
I like through dissecting the movie and everything, I very much appreciate it. I enjoyed everything thoroughly. I was looking at like, I was like Googling what they were wearing and stuff just cause mm. like the fashion was so crazy that like some of those pieces could be brought back and work so well today. Nice. But, um, Annabelle, she thought it was good for its time and like, she appreciated it mm. through like looking through that, um, this is an old rom-com lens. Right. But, uh, meh. Really? I'm actually surprised. And so that's actually, like, I texted her. I was like, hey, what's your review? And then uh, I was like, so we're... so were the times you were crying in it just meh too? And she's like, I didn't cry. I was like, I'm pretty sure you did. Wow. So uh, where where that leaves us off, I don't know. I think, I think she... Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't. She isn't sold on the concept of rewatching old movies. Yeah. She's gonna hate listening to this, by the way. <laughs> but um, I think she liked it a lot. Still, I and know what I do too. Like I'm not at your level, yeah. but um, and I think overall. that's a good perspective. And I really, I was really looking forward to hearing you and hopefully balancing me out a little bit because this is such a high for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I really was hoping that you came somewhere a little bit yeah, lower yeah. but still enjoyed it. Yeah, like overall, I think um, movies have such an impact on like our lives in a certain way yeah. where like we attribute certain feelings to certain movies because of our experiences and whatnot. So overall, it's like this is one that I could see anybody could like just watch that with your partner and then you like feel those emotions with them yeah. and really enjoy each other in that moment of watching this movie. Yeah. And um I think uh like yeah, it was there, but we've had other ones that meant other other things for us. So this one was like yeah, it's, it was it was great technically. Yeah. And that's kind <laughs> and, of the thing is it's different movies are going to have different importance and relevance yeah. to different people. Yeah. And for this one it's it's very relevant and very important to my life. If somebody asked me what's one of the best rom-coms that I should watch, yeah. I would definitely recommend this. Yeah. Like it has everything that you want from this genre and it was the originator of so many like of, like it concepts and ideas. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little black hole that brought in everything at the right time. Yeah. And just is what it is. Yeah. In such a real way. I yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's a really great film. What I really like to hear sometime, if you guys ever do rewatch this in the future, mm-hmm. like let us know as me as a listener as well, um, what your thoughts are on the second viewing because I think that that could maybe even add to your enjoyment a little bit in knowing the trajectory of where things are going and and appreciating the journey a little bit more. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think it's like a timing thing too, like watching it currently in the time of our lives mm-hmm. like we're at the right time i think to watch it but just for us it's very uh we're so busy yeah. that we couldn't uh she couldn't get fully involved and i was like watching it for dissection yeah. so if if i had watched this like a few years ago with her and we just like had that full enjoyment of just watching it in the purest form yeah i think it would be a little bit different but overall still like it's like still like five stars basically like it's always funny how movies can have that effect on you where 
in different settings they impact you in different ways um yeah the biggest example of this for me is hot rod funny enough like oh, the yeah. most ridiculous like stupid yeah, andy yeah. samberg movie ever yeah. the first time i watched it i was like i don't get this i hate this this is mm. dumb like this humor is not for me i watched it with one of my best friends like a few weeks after that i watched it the first time and and loved it I, yeah. I came to really appreciate yeah. the humor and and the ideas and and just some of the comedic moments mm-hmm. and and when they hit the punchline of certain jokes and stuff like yeah, that. So. That was that was exactly like Hot Tub Time Machine when it came out. Mm. Because um Kelvin and his girlfriend of the time yep. watched it together and she wasn't super into it, so he was like, Yeah, it was an okay movie. Yeah. So like his enjoyment wasn't complete and then me and him watched it together and it became like a running like uh like theme of yeah, things uh, to reference. Yeah, and then I remember like, that yeah, time. yeah, we still reference it in some oh, of the yeah. music as well. Like, yeah, uh, home sweet home. Oh yeah, all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the setting of you watching this, whatever you're gonna watch. Yeah. And that that's kind of why we um say you should watch this movie during this or that. Yeah. Like that that the setting really makes a difference. It does. It really does. And your mindset going into it. That's, that's such a good point, and I'm going to rip on Kelvin here because you did yeah. as well. Uh, one time, same girlfriend uh, <laughs> and him watched Dinner for Schmucks, and they oh, loved yeah. it. They told me how great it was. Yeah. And my girlfriend at the time wa- and I watched it, and we hated it. Yeah. And I, have, since then, have never trusted Kelvin's yeah, opinions on yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> all this, it takes is one bad recommendation. Yeah, yeah. We have we created this podcast for our friend Kelvin. <laughs> we did, Yeah. <laughs> So, if you're out there and listening, Calvin, we love you, buddy, but your taste in movies is garbage. Just horrible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dinner for schmucks, like, come on, yeah. man. He has surprised me from time to time. Yes, yes. Uh, he recommended to me The Platform, which was a great movie that I watched I, in 2021, I think. I re- recommended that to him, so that's mine. Ah, you steal it from that. him. Yeah, you steal yeah. it from him. But uh, there's this one Will Smith one where he's a, um, like... He's he steals things. Uh, focus. Focus. I've never seen that. So it was a 2015 Oops. movie with Will Smith and Margot Robbie, and all credit goes to Kelvin on this one for our like for our little thing here. But um, Focus was an amazing movie just on like pickpockets and like the the game of being a pickpocket. Interesting. And um like how high it can go and just like being like it was a very good like con man team dynamic uh exploration. It was Focus was great. I got to check it out sometime then. Yeah. I wonder and- if it's streaming on anything. The other point that I want to make here in the reviews is that there's so many great lines and ideas. We've talked about them already, but even just some of the very cynical takes on relationships and life, like I really appreciate that because I think a lot of people think that I come off as a very bubbly or happy-go-lucky guy and I'm very paused all the time, but there is maybe a, a lot of a darker side to me that not a lot of other people see very Okay, often. Harry. Yeah. All right. All right. Everybody has a dark side. Yeah, All right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a very analytical mind, and my mind tends to probably often come up with the correct conclusions on things, but often those conclusions may be a little dark for 
other people. So what I will say about that, I'm not going to say that you nest like this is a very interesting area uh-huh. is um, there is an actual there have been studies done on something called um, like depression realism mm-hmm. where people who are depressed or have had um, like variants of that kind of um, effect in their life, whatever. Yep. Um, they actually do see reality more clearly because it is inherently right. human to be optimistic or else we wouldn't have kept going. Yeah, for so sure. So what what the study was is that they would take um they would take a picture of you mm-hmm. and then they would photoshop very realistically different versions of you just very slightly mm. some to make you more attractive mm-hmm. and some to make you slightly less attractive right like move your eyes apart or something yeah like yeah just by like millimeters yeah. or yeah and um so the average person mm-hmm. who didn't have like clinical depression or um variants of it, like I in guess. the past or like current kind current of current okay. so the people uh who were not clinically depressed mm-hmm. they all picked the slightly more attractive versions which meant that they were more symmetrical versions right. of the picture of their face right while the depressed people actually picked the like very close to if not the exact picture huh. of themselves yeah so what does that like that that actually, like, maybe that's where you should look at Harry's character from. Is like, he? Why did he have these um, pessimistic attitudes throughout his life, mm-hmm. and how did that impact him? Yeah, and he's definitely depressed on and off throughout this, and mm-hmm. especially in the latter half for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like, I can probably say that at, at certain points in my life, I've probably been depressed and maybe that does have an impact on how i look at life now like in 2022 and and like it's like it affects your humor in probably positive ways yeah and um it affects other things in negative ways of course but like there's so much of life to be learned from Mm -hmm. just it's just like the different perspectives we see uh um sally's perspective and Harry's and it's just like a juxtaposition and then you see them meld together and separate and then come back a little bit and it's just like they they nailed like so many things within life yeah and that, that's really what it comes down to is maybe you don't necessarily agree with the ideas presented about how male and females uh act and interact with yeah. each other but I think you could definitely make an argument for that yeah and it's a it's a great starting off point for the discussion it Mm -hmm. brings up the discussion like if you and your uh if you and a new partner or potential partner watch this together you're gonna talk about it Mm -hmm. know what i mean like you're gonna be like oh what do you think and then like it brings up this whole discussion and it's like actually it's really cool because it it's it doesn't just end with the movie. You're like, what do you think about this? Yeah. And it could be like like a little dig and then it like becomes like a playful thing or it could be serious and you might have a real discussion. Yeah. Because it's it's because it's real. Yeah. That's that's such a great point. Like it, it's such a good film to dissect and to discuss. Um I'm having a lot of fun on this discussion. Yeah, I'm yeah. Really enjoying genuinely um kind of our back and forth about some of this stuff, so 
and, yeah, and me some too. of the weird tangents we've gone on. on this yeah, one. yeah, because that's what, like that's what a good piece of art does. Yeah, it like if it was it challenges uh, your perspectives. Yeah, yeah, and um, brings up like new ideas to think about mm-hmm. or old ones to rehash. Yeah, definitely. All right, should we wrap up with some of our favorite scenes? Just talk really quick about some of our favorite scenes and then wrap up the podcast. Yeah, I think I only have one favorite scene okay. and, it, and it is the um, unironic speed walking. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Yeah. Just, like, like, move, the yeah. way that their bodies are moving, they're in like... It's it's uh, Harry and his friend Jess like in yeah. like spandex like yeah. like walking through like I don't think like, I can move like that I no no I think only people in the eighties can walk like that yeah um there's a uh, there's like a comedic like a, a comedy movie where um I want to say it's Rob Schneider does that no it's not Rob Schneider anyways it, <laughs> fucking uh what's his name the mate billy crystal he reminds me of rob schneider like there's like a certain oh don't do that to me i know i know but <laughs> i had no idea who uh billy crystal really was before i All watched right. yeah this, that's so. fair that's fair like um, I, I could watch a little bit more billy crystal i honestly really have only seen him in this toy story um and oh sorry monsters inc and uh and Princess Bride. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'd like to sl- sound City cool. Slickers. Yeah, analyze City Slickers. This. Analyze this. Yeah, those ones. I'd really like he, to watch some more Billy. Him across stuff. from De Niro would probably be pretty good. That Nin- would be very interesting. Yeah. My favorite scenes are, like, obviously, the I'll Have What She's Having Seen is fantastic. Yeah. The whole first car ride is great from start to finish. Yeah. When he spits out his grapes, I yeah. die every time. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it was just, like, you, I, I, I would not have expected to see that in such an old movie. Like, it was just so comedic. Yeah. Because he was just being such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And, like, obliviously. Yeah, and he, just, he spits his grapes, seeds all out the window. They're all over. He's like, I'm going to roll my window down now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually done that where I spit out a window that I thought was down and I was like, I'll You know what roll you've done window. to me before is you spit out the front window and hit me in, in the, the back, back window. Yeah, you should never sit behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that uh, Marie. Oh, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, yeah. I love that she uh, had a Rolodex of all the guys' um, numbers, and then she had like a little system of uh, like, oh, he's married. I better fold that corner yeah. over. Like, <laughs> like, it like was... you might use that later. Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt like that, like that's where I really saw Nora. Um, F. F- yeah, Efron and, Efron and her friends probably. Yeah, yeah. Like her, one of her friends was exactly like that. Yes. Whether she did that in real life or not, it was like. A, it was just like such a cool it's little, those little subtleties. Yeah, that yeah. Draw inspiration from real life ideas. Yeah, exactly. Concepts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and again, it like uh, Harry and Sally having those phone conversations while they're watching movies together, Casablanca. Yeah, at the same yeah. Time. Yeah. Another scene, I guess, is um, when Harry and his friend Jess are at the Giants game, mm-hmm. and. They're oh, they're all yeah, doing, they're doing the yeah wave. they're they're doing the wave. I talked about a really depressing yeah, moment. Completely depressed, <laughs> talking about um his like divorce and how yeah. how that all is going on. Yeah. And then uh, um Harry's line, um, 
like his buddy's like that's probably just a symptom of whatever like yeah. and then he's like the symptom is fucking my wife <laughs> yeah, and then they do the wave yeah and then they do the wave like just yeah and she said to me i don't think i ever loved you and then they're like whoop <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yeah there's some really great moments like that like when uh when they're at the baseball cages and and yeah. he's like you made her purr and he's not listening anymore <laughs> meow, oh, meow. Yeah, made her meow yeah 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 he's like wait you actually made her meow <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's like that's not the point now. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's just so many great funny moments and yeah. scenes and and just so many heartwarming moments between harry and sally like when they're in the museum and they're talking with the funny voices yeah 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 going to talk like this yeah 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 and that scene felt like i feel like i've seen that elsewhere it's more you've recently probably done it in real life yeah. like just stupid little oh things yeah like yeah. that with and your partner yeah that's exactly it like you just ran like that was so it like lifted the veil for the time of the movies like everything before that there was this like pretty veil of um romanticism yeah like and then this kind of yeah it was filtered and this kind of like lifted that and was like this is what silly humans are doing all the time yes. like like every human is being silly with their um their best friend or their yeah. significant other which are often the same but, um, <laughs> wait are we the same are we both are we <laughs> we'll have a speed walk together later and figure that out <laughs> No other better time to have these kind of conversations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Harry, Harry's dream. They were talking about dreams, which I feel like is something that like very comes common up. theme. Yeah, yeah. And um, Harry's dream is that he um, he's he's like being judged in the sex Olympics, and um, <laughs> his. Uh, like he has like the Russians gave him a ten, and then the Germans gave him a ten, and then for some reason his mom was voting for like the Chinese, and she was um she gave him a five point six, <laughs> like just that scene. Uh, he has so great. many great lines, and that's what and yeah. that's what Billy Crystal brings to the yeah. film is, yeah. is all of those great lines. And like when he's talking to uh, Sally, and he's like, "I think I have one of those tumors that are going around those three day tumors." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "I think I'm gonna practice like my groans, like oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah." Uh, and then she hangs up on him. He's still doing it. Yeah, I actually wrote that down too. His groaning. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got to give credit to Carrie Fisher for uh, her repeated line of, I know you're right. Like, uh, what did she say? You're right. You're right. I know you're right. Because yeah, everyone yeah. keeps saying, he's never going to leave her for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's That's a good running joke. Yeah. And that's a classic, like, um, you see that now with rom-coms. There's always that friend mm-hmm. who is just ridiculous in a certain way. Yeah. Especially with, it, like that type of thing where they're like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And they're like, I can't help it. Another one of my favorite scenes for choreograph for choreographing purposes alone is the four phone calls happening simultaneously. Like yes. the four of them on the phone. Yes. It, it's just so well timed and shot. Yeah. I don't know how long that would have taken to do, mm-hmm. um, but just every character is hitting their lines at exactly the right time to keep the conversation going. Yeah, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, and yeah, you see that from time to time, but I feel like like that one was probably shot like live. 
I think it would have had to have been. Yeah. I don't know how else you do no, it. I no. think you almost have to have like the three different rooms. Yeah. And you have each person going and like you can hear like legitimately yeah, what each person yeah. is saying. Yeah. Because like you we've all seen other like montages of like six different people in a yeah. group call and everyone's like doing different things, but I feel like this one was like happening because and it, it, it felt real. Like yes. the, it was like an eighties conversation mm-hmm. of two people at um like telephone booths or something like that, calling their friends who are in the bed together. Yeah. 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 Really great scene. Really well choreographed. Again, I'd love to see it. So partway through the film, probably about 10 or no, it's probably about 45 minutes in. I thought to myself, I wonder if my DVD has a commentary on this Mm. because I've seen this so many times that I'd be really interested in hearing the commentary over this at this point. Yeah. Just for that one scene, even alone, just understand how they filmed that. One thing I'll say, again, positive for the film, is that it never, it doesn't drag ever, it doesn't overstay its welcome. I think yeah. it, it's an hour and a half, and that's perfect. That's all you need yeah. for this kind of film. Yeah, exactly. Almost every piece of dialogue was warranted. Yes. It, it had to be there. There was no fluff. Yeah. It never felt and, like there was fluff in it. Yeah, and their monologues, like, they they often, they're, they were often very monologous if you will yeah um because one of them would be telling a story to the other yeah or explaining their opinion and it was going on for like quite a bit but it was just like the right amount yeah it's not like a midnight mass if you want to compare that um i don't know that you've watched that i haven't yet you keep really bringing great. it up but it- the monologues, there are some times where it feels like, okay, like I'm starting to kind of come out of this because mm. of how long this person is going on. Yeah, yeah. on while the other person's just sitting there. It's it's weird. But yeah. anyway, diving back into When Harry Met Sally, what do you think about this as a breakup movie? Do you think that you this would hold up as a breakup movie? Because hmm. yeah. I think, when I think breakup gives you movies, hope. Yeah, I think so too. I think that if you... It were, gives you realism and hope. And like, yeah. like realistically... If you break up with someone or get divorced, it's going to take a while to get over it. And you're going to experience that in different ways. And this portrays that. Yeah. And you're really going to feel for Harry most of the time. But even Sally at certain points too when life does happen. She has a bigger breakdown than Harry ever did. It all happens all at once. Yeah. Harry's was uh, drawn out. Mm -hmm. Hers was sudden. A sudden realization that she was still holding on to something. Uh, Yeah. I I don't think... You can maybe necessarily put it in the greats of breakup movies, but I think you could definitely slot it in if you've run out. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. So another just like line or um, interesting scene was when Sally was talking about why she originally her and her previous guy uh-huh. broke up, and she's like, um, she always wanted to like be single and have kids or sorry be with this person and not have kids because they wanted to like be able to fly off to rome yeah, any to weekend still. or um like have sex on the kitchen floor yeah and um harry is like so did you ever have sex on the kitchen floor yeah and um she's like no what we never went to rome and we had cold, hard Mexican tiles yeah, we'll in the kitchen. There. Yeah, just yeah. Like cold, hard Mexican yeah, tile yeah. floor. And it was just like, it was just like, that's realistic. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, there's just so many genuine thoughts. And yeah, yeah, because like that scene was like, um, 
you imagine yourself doing this yes. with your um person. Yeah, especially then, early on in the relationship when yeah. you guys have all these crazy ideas of things yeah. you guys are going to do and, and not everything works out the way you want it to. Yeah, and like sometimes the initial like beginning is crazy and you yeah. do all these crazy things, but then like settling into life, it brings you into a different thing. And then like you have ups and downs and like you have those moments still yeah. it's just not all that you imagined yeah. and maybe you didn't do it right and maybe that's whatever. not what you want in the first place maybe yeah, you think yeah. that's what you want but yeah yeah the, like the perception of what you want is i think what breaks down between both of them yeah like individually mm-hmm. and then that's when they realize like okay like i was against this for no reason yeah yeah that's that's actually on this viewing one question I thought about more is like, why, why is Harry so against this at this point in time? Honestly, I think the closest I come up to with is that he's just so cynical and he's just still so in his head about what a relationship, what he thinks yeah. a relationship is and where things are going and, to go in relationships. And, and he doesn't want to ruin such a great relationship that he has with Sally. Yeah. And like, he's scared because... Yeah, he doesn't want to take a risk. Yeah, yeah. Because he's used to doing the same thing over and over again. And you see it exactly when he wakes up, when they wake up and he's, he gets dressed and leaves in the morning. And he's like, like, I don't like, you could feel it in his, like, like his bones. Like he cannot not do that. Yes. And so it takes him a while to like break through that. And Sally's so hurt from it Mm -hmm. that it takes them like months to get through to where yeah it takes up. a full year over a year yeah yeah um, just one more line that was great was yeah. uh when sally was uh like having her breakdown and she's like i'm gonna be 40 and he's, <laughs> he's like, like when yeah he's like when and she's like someday <laughs> in like eight years <laughs> yeah yeah he's like it's it's like you're 32 <laughs> but she, like she like feels it all right now yeah yeah, yeah, just like good comedic delivery and yeah. like like realism in there too. Yeah, and the way she says certain things while she's crying, I'm hideous. <laughs> yeah. What <laughs> yeah. one, one more one more line? Okay. I I get so stuck on the lines. Like yeah. one line one liners, I just love. Yeah, but, and this uh, one's chock full. Yeah, of them. So full. <laughs> and um, one of them is uh, like he was like talking about how he's sick of like going to uh, clubs and doing. Um, the white man's overbite. <laughs> yeah. And like, I like, as soon as he did that, I was like, that is so true. And it is so both you and Kelvin. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that about me. Yes. As soon as, I, yeah. as soon as you started down that road. Yeah. Like the Blake with. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Blake. I've got a dance yeah. group named after me, yeah. by the way, everybody on this podcast. So if we ever do a video, I'm going to show everyone. I'm going to show the <laughs> At world. This point, the Blake. Jason does do the Blake better than the yeah. Blake. Do the Blake. Yeah. 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 Um, Actually, one more line that I have is in that scene where they're crying and they're upset, and she's saying how it's different for men with kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's different for men. Charlie Chaplin had kids when he was in his 70s. <laughs> and, and Harry goes, yeah, but he couldn't pick them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I die every time that line. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> it's just so much, like, it's like every other line is either funny or, like, seriously sincere. real. Yeah, yeah. And, and, like, all of them are sincere. Yeah. It's just, like... Yeah, it's great movie. They cut movie. deep or, or, they, or they make you laugh really Yeah, hard. yeah. Good balance. It's a great balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I think that's a pretty good yeah. spot to wrap it up, honestly. Like, 
I, I hope we've convinced you to watch this at some point. I wish yeah. it was on streaming on more and platforms. I, but. I hope there's some people that have listened to it and actually like seen the movie and that or like paused to watch the movie and yeah. then listen to the the discussion because like this is I love talking after the movie. Yes. I hate people who talk during the movie. Oh man, don't even get me don't started. Even, no. No, don't I, do it. <laughs> but yeah, like the the discussion after, like this is what we get excited about. So that's yeah. what this that's what this podcast is really about. So and like this change of format is trying to get more into that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Okay, I think it's time to wrap it up. Next mm-hmm. week's episode. Usually, you and I announce the the next episode and what we're doing next. This time, it's going to be a mystery, and the mystery is whether we're doing a music. Or a mystery film. Yeah, musical or mystery or music. Or musical mystery. A musical Woo-hoo. mystery. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let us know in the comments. Maybe if you're interested or one or the other. I think you and I have had some side discussions a little bit and maybe thought of maybe something that we'd be interested in doing. But mm-hmm. if somebody has any suggestions, let us know. Yeah, definitely. We're uh, pumped to be doing this and really hope that uh, some of these new viewers... Yeah. Are watching these old movies. I'm an idiot. I forgot to say this earlier. Freaking congrats on the 10th episode, man. We did it. Oh, shit. Yeah, we made it to the 10th episode. Fucking right, bud. Yeah, yeah. Not many podcasts make it here. It's like 95% of podcasts fail before this. We're still going. Our... 300 400 viewers yeah (laughs) keep watching you have to (laughs) stay tuned for more we're only gonna get worse from here (laughs) no we're getting better each time i think yeah i think we are too i think uh the flow is getting a little bit better my flow is definitely growing yeah yeah it it very much is yeah (laughs) but anyway that's uh that's it for this episode let us know in the comments what you thought of this uh and, and if you checked it out because of us, I'd, I'd love to hear some feedback about, you know, I've never seen this movie and, and you've convinced us to watch it. Yeah, or any other, like, specific things that we missed that are, like, super cool yeah. about anything that we've discussed, any movie we've discussed. Yeah, yeah. Love to hear it. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, it's a pretty good time. Uh, I, let's wrap her up. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for uh, tuning in. Thank you. I don't know if I feel comfortable in this room. It's really hot in here now. (laughs) I got to pee. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Have a good one. Bye. (laughs) I don't know.